Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Laravel gives you several different ways sometimes to accomplish a goal. And so I thought and whenever there's a, a situation like that, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I was like, well, what's the right one? Like, what, what's mm -hmm. the right way to do this? And sometimes right is just consistency, but sometimes there actually is a technical reason to do or, or a team reason to do one versus the other. So let me make this concrete. Sometimes when you want a change to happen in response to some other change, you could do that, you know, like by kicking off a job manually and, and making that change, you know, firing an event, having a handler, whatever. Or you could use an observer that watches the model directly, and then it does its magic when that condition is met. And so I thought maybe we could talk through why we might choose one over another and what the trade-offs are. So I think I'd make a, a clarification right away. I think the conversation we maybe want to have is between events and listeners and observers, because jobs are a thing that can be happening, but they don't really, they are sometimes the byproduct of a listener or an observer mm -hmm. or something, but they don't, okay. they, they don't actually have a responsiveness nature to them. Okay. They're, they're, yeah, they're sent. That's a fair distinction. So yeah, it probably simplify the conversation a little bit too, <laughs> to just frame it that way. Okay. So, so on one hand, you can manually fire an event and wire up a listener to do the work. Or you can have this model observer that's kind of just there in the background and will do it automatically based on what happens. So I, I think when you phrase it like that, you know, it's still like, well, it's obvious, like which one you pick. But I, I think some of the things that, that uh, Laravel gives us make that a little bit more muddied. Let's just let's not talk about events and listeners specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, broadly, let's go in specific. So okay. there's actually a type of event that gets kicked off that you can wire up basically, or you can tell eloquent is I want you to issue this event when you've been updated or created or whatever. It's like a, you know, a model event. Mm -hmm. And then there's also observers that can observe that these things have happened. So that's really, I think where the confusion comes in. When we talk about events and listeners unrelated to a model changing, I think that's pretty clear. Like uh, I have an event, I issue an event and then there's a listener to it. It's really more so uh, now it'd be like in, in like a workflow. Mm -hmm. But this is really more so I think the conversation that we're, we want to dig in on is what if the thing that happens is directly related to some data changing on a model? Okay. And, All right. And, and and I think that's that's where the confusion comes in because Eloquent gives us the ability, like, again, so you can kick off an edit, like this model of an edited event and mm -hmm. you'd have to wire up a listener to that or or not. Or you can have an observer that observes that model and has a method for like updated and watches that. Can I, can I throw out a concrete example and maybe we can yeah. use that to, to sort of yeah. uh, discuss it? All right. So let's say you have a system where a user can post jobs and other people apply to those jobs. So let's say when a user is deleted, you know, they close their account. If they have an open job, you don't want those to be open anymore because they're not around anymore. So that's, let's use that as a, a frame of reference. So would you put, would you fire an event in the endpoint that deletes the user or deactivates their account? Or would you make that a deleted 
event on the observer for the user model. Right. It, it depends again on context. So that's why this is such an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me give a rule first and then let's apply it. Okay. If you have something that needs to happen in your system that is data specific. So if a piece of data changes, another piece of data has to change. Right. You can do that in two ways. You could do that like in your database with a trigger or you could do it uh, with an observer. I think that's the mm-hmm. cleanest way. You're just saying a piece of data has changed and I observe that and here is a different piece of, of data that needs to change. And that's just kind of like, again, you said there's no right or wrong, but that's just kind of the ruling I use is if it's data only, I'll use an observer. If it's data and then a th- I have to interact with a third party, maybe it's a combination of, of things. I might mm-hmm. have an observer that changes the data and then when it's done, it fires off an event that is more so like I've altered all the data necessary for this action. Now let's let's deal with third parties. Because usually you don't want to deal with a third party until you have your own stuff kind of buttoned down. Right. And, and so I, I tend to use observers a, a lot in that case because one of the things is if if that data integrity is important. So I mean if it's you know integrity, I don't want to force other developers or myself to remember that every time I mm-hmm. delete that model, wherever it is, if it's in a command or if it's in yeah. a, a controller or whatever, that you have to remember to issue an event by hand. Yeah. Now that, That's definitely a pro. So let's just let's yeah. put that cleanly in the pro column is like, you don't have to remember to do it. Maybe you're using something else like Nova that you can mm-hmm. delete a user and you don't have to remember to do it there too. So that that's a clear win for the observer approach. I mean, you could also say that, well, instead of using observer, you can tell the eloquent then to fire off that event uh, mm-hmm. You can specify events in uh, an array. I just think there's a lot of extra work because basically if you're in there, you're pretty much saying make an event. So you have to create an event class and you have to create a listener. Yeah. So like if you made one for each one of the actions, well, you have, you just made a bunch more extra events that you really don't need. So just put it all in one class, use it as an observer in the chances are in, in my opinion, probably in most cases, that if you're making an observer that has to do with data integrity and moving stuff around and edit mm-hmm. and created all that kind of stuff, there's probably a little bit of code reuse that's going to happen there as well. Okay. So if you have yeah. it all in one class, it's it's you know it's just easy. It's it's all obvious. Yeah, and so I'll just interject because you know one of the things that I maybe struggle with or don't like about observers is they can kind of feel hidden or magical. You know, like if you're looking at the model. If you're just looking at the model class, there's no hint this other action is happening. Mm. And if you just look at a controller that's changing the model, there's no hint it's happening. And so I think that is, a, a, I would say, a minor inconvenience, but there's probably other ways to solve that. And some of it is just knowing the system. You know, you can look at the event service provider and see what observers are wired up. And I, I would say, too, we you probably don't use them for a lot. So it's not like you have 50 observers you have to keep track right. of. You certainly wouldn't have one for every model in your system. That would be very unusual, I think. Well, and, and so that's a good point is you shouldn't not know what code does, but the, the idea, <laughs> or you shouldn't not know what like a code, like what happens in your system. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the way I look at it is like the idea of like the observer is simple things that it doesn't matter if you know it anyway. Like, you know, if you're going to delete okay. a user, yep. one would assume their jobs are not available. Right. I don't really know how that happens or, 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 and I don't really care most of the time. Yeah. Until like I have to troubleshoot it. Well, that's different though, because <laughs> then you're in the mindset of like actually looking at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Cause that does bother me too. You know, and, and you know, like I said, there's other ways to solve it. It could be as simple as, 
you know, even saying on the comments of, of your model, sure, <laughs> this has an yeah. observer, you know, if, if it's really yeah. becomes a problem. Right. Yeah. I think it's more of an imaginary problem or, you know, it mm-hmm. might like, especially in that debuggy mode, you might be kind of temporarily a little confused, but it's really not that hard to figure out. It's, it's certainly within the norm of a Laravel framework application. It's not like you're doing some completely crazy thing that some other person would never guess you were doing. Right. So in, in those, in that context, I think it's fine. And it, you know, it's, it's a minor, minor inconvenience, but outweighed by the data integrity aspects. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not also saying that events and listeners don't have their place because they do. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think the events and listeners are more based around, well, I reach for them in two instances. Um, first, when it's like a workflow process that I'm marking the starter and the end of, and, and there's probably a single way to get into that work of workflow and a single way to get out of it. So when you talk about like deleting a model and handling other data, there's a bunch of ways to get into there, mm-hmm. but there's usually only one way to, I don't know, authenticate or register. You know, there's, there's a couple of sort of, yeah. or, or like if you have a service that does a thing that is unique, like when I post a job, I also post it on these three websites and I make them pay for it and all this stuff. There's mm-hmm. probably only one way that that's ever done. Yeah. Um, and so you could issue events at the beginning and the end of that. And then the other reason I might, reach for events and listeners and those sort of things is when there is a, a many to many sort of relationship mm. within what has to happen yep. or, you know, what could have caused this or what needs to happen when a thing is caused. So a lot of times we have a single event and a single listener wired up, but that doesn't mean it has to be like that. You can have no. three events that all have the same listener, or you can have an event that has three listeners. There's reasons besides, you know, maybe data, you know, data integrity is for observers perhaps. And then, Workflow stuff is for events and listeners, the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, I like that. And, and yeah, that's sort of like when I look at uh, what Laravel itself does, you know, like you mentioned auth and registration, that workflow fires events that you can then mm-hmm. hook into, listen to, and do things. You know, like you could like log in, for example, or verified. That is changing the model, but it would feel really weird to make that an observer. And like mm-hmm. stick logic there, like, you know, if last login at changes, do this thing instead of just listening to like an authenticated event or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So as we kind of said in the beginning, you know, there's no right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joel used my favorite word when we started out, which is consistency. Oh, you know, so always doing things consistent as much as you can and also having kind of a reason for it. So if you're not sure whether you should be reaching for an observer or event or whatever, it's half the technology and half your decision-making process. So if you're unsure, just take that moment that in this project to think it through and say, how do I, how am I going to use events and listeners and how am I going to use observers? And I mean, I guess that could change too, but um, you know, start out having an idea and kind of mm-hmm. try to stick with that. And then the last thing I'll put to is like, don't be afraid to write it down in the readme of the project have a section that kind of says, this is why I do things this way. I have that in my, a lot of my projects because I changed my thoughts over the years. Mm-hmm. And when I go to it, I'm just like, oh, why am I doing it this way? <laughs> or, or a new programmer comes in and they, yeah. they don't know your logic, you know? Mm-mm. So they can take a look at that and at least they know what you're doing and maybe they can ask you questions. I sometimes have a hard time sleeping. I think a lot of people do. And you get these weird thoughts. Well, maybe not a lot of people, but some of us do. You get okay. these weird thoughts in your head and it gets stuck in your head. And you're like, I just wish I could stop thinking and just go back to sleep. But I'm like, no, I, the more I push against it, the more like the <laughs> thought won't go away. So I'm like, I just have to think this through. 
So I started thinking about what if you were invisible? Okay. And if you close your eyes, could you still see then? Oh, is it like outward facing invisibility as well as inward facing? Yeah. Like, is it like a one way or two way mirror? I mean, like, how does, how does that work when people are invisible? So yeah, if you close your eyes, can you see out, can you see yourself, but people can't see you? Hmm. I, I'm a little more worried about if you if closing your eyes, you can still see. I feel like that would drive you to uh, never be able to sleep. It would make your sleep problems worse. Like you yeah. can't close your eyes. Well, uh, uh, these things aren't related. I'm not saying be, like you, you said your sleep problems worse. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think the invisible person was the person here with the sleep. I was saying I was. Aaron, are problem. you confessing that you have invisibility <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows this, but when someone downloads our book, it blows up Joel's phone. So you should probably go do that. Very funny, Aaron. But if you want to do it, you can go to masteringlaravel.io and find all of our books. 